most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane, 1106 a.m. every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America, one voice, united we stand. We are America. We are the greatest nation in the world. A breath of fresh air. Common sense. Very impressive. He's articulate and he knows exactly what we need. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be informed and inspired for a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? I'm great. Say it ain't so. All right. I'll say it ain't so. What? What is it? <laughs> What's up with this abortion bill? I mean, a caller called about what are they doing? Well, what happened was, uh, today is the March for Life. That's the the big pro-life, anti-abortion march here in D.C. And actually, looking out the window here in my booth in the House of Representatives, gorgeous day. It's one of the nicest days I can remember in a long time for this march, where it's usually just colder than you can imagine or bad weather, etc. Yeah. But so, the timing is, with this event happening today, Republicans in the House want to do put some form of legislation on the floor about abortion so they could send a message of support for the marchers who are here. Their original plan was to bring up a bill that would restrict late-term abortions. Uh, It's something that Republicans have done in a number of states around the country. But there was pushback from uh, a number of women lawmakers and some moderates within the GOP over some of the details of that bill and (coughs) some of the exceptions that would be in there. And they couldn't come to any agreement. And what happened was, uh, yesterday it was, uh, it was going on all day, and Republicans were scrambling to find enough votes to approve the bill. And by late yesterday afternoon, it became apparent they did not have the votes to approve it. So they had to yank that off the schedule. They instead put in a bill that would, uh, in fact, they're just about to begin debate on it downstairs right now, that would ban taxpayer funding for abortions. That's sort of where we are right now, but this would do it. They, they usually pass that on a yearly basis in the appropriation bills, this right. would codify it into law. So they're going to do something, but not the original bill that they had planned. You know, I'd, I'd have to characterize this as a little bit of a internal GOP stumble, frankly. Uh, they, they brought a bill out that I don't think some members were really ready for. For some of the women members, they have been making more and more noise about this in recent years that they feel like uh, the GOP should not be doing as much nationally on abortion. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of people who disagree with them. But we really haven't had the social issues sort of have... Um, it's not that they've fallen off the radar, Herman, but they haven't been as big in recent years in the Congress as they were when I started working up here in the 80s. Well, this has been... I, I would just remind the Republicans in both houses of Congress, go back to that Wall Street Journal article published by Boehner, and McConnell, I'm not mad at you, uh, uh, Jamie. You hey, I get it, Herman. I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm just passionate. It's just stick to the priorities that you laid out in that piece. Okay? Now, I respect the fact that social issues are important to a lot of people. I also respect the fact that they are at the top of some people's priority list. But right now, the biggest things that the Republican-led Congress ought to be focusing on 
Oh, not the social issues. Well, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal if they'd been able to bring up a bill and get it through without an internal rebellion. You know what I mean, Herman? If they just brought this yep. bill up and they'd passed it, it would have gone away in a couple of days. I mean, everybody would have understood it was time to deal with today's March for Life, etc. I mean, both parties do that kind of thing. I respect that. Uh, but they couldn't get their act together. I was just downstairs talking to a couple lawmakers about it, and, uh, you know, one one uh, Republican sort of darkly joked, well, I wonder what we're going to screw up next week, uh, because there have been a couple of things here in the start, and, you know, nobody's record is ever clean, and it, this is the kind of thing, in a couple months, we won't even remember that this happened, but on sort of the day-to-day, hour-to-hour following what's going on, yeah, this was a bit of an embarrassing setback for the GOP leadership. Uh, they wanted to have a bill out to uh, appeal to a number of their more conservative members on abortion. But we'll have to see. Uh, I, and they'll get this other thing through on just banning taxpayer funding. But right. it's not exactly what their original plan was. Now, talking about agenda items, for example, last night the Homeland Security Committee approved a bill on border security. That'll be up before the House next week. And a lot of people would say, okay, we're getting, you know, on immigration. And a lot of members say what they ought to do is piecemeal, you know, one bill on border security, one bill on visa reform, you know, just instead of a, of a yeah. larger bill. But there's already the seeds of trouble there for Republicans. I was just talking to one member who was describing to me a conversation that he had had with two different freshman Republicans and trying to say, look, this is going to be step one. You want to do piecemeal. We're going to do a little on the border here. And, you know, then we'll bring another bill from a different committee there. But what they're running into is they're finding a number of Republicans. They're saying, no, I, I, I can't just vote for that. I need something that's bigger. And then the leadership says, yeah, but you told us you didn't want the big immigration bill because that sort of plays into the hands of uh, the Obama administration and more. Yeah, but I can't vote for that. And so I don't know if we're going to have a little dust up now internally in the Republican Party in troubles for this just straight border security bill that's supposed to be up before the House next week. Somebody's going to have to step up and... They're going to have to be smacked around a little well, bit. Here's the thing, and, and a lot of people, when I say this, don't like it. But here's the, from the, the sort of institutional leadership point of view. There's a lot of Republicans that look around at some of the new people who've come in. And they say, hey, we get that you're here, that you've got a lot of supporters back home. You want to shake things up, but you can't be a freelancer. You've got to stick with the party sometimes, and everything gets done. And I think if there's one sort of thing that the the more veteran members, that would be the guys who have been here for like three terms now because there's been so much turnover lately, they see a lot of the, the newcomers as great. You know, they're bringing big energy, but they're not willing to join on on something like this and just say, okay, let's get this through and move on and then try to come up with other bills and other pieces of the agenda. Everybody wants it perfect. And, Herman, it can't be perfect. Uh, nothing you're going to do in a legislative body is going to be perfect. So, Not when you have 435 no. individual members. What was it? Bob Dole said it was like herding cats yes. in the Senate. Yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly the phrase I was thinking about. Well, now, um, we did have one interesting thing yesterday happen on the Keystone Bill, which they're still debating. They're going to have more amendments voted on that today. In, fact, in the Senate. I, in the Senate. Um, remember, the House did it in, what, three hours? The yeah. Senate's probably going to take three weeks. That's just the way it is. It just, it's just the, the, the vagaries of the Senate. It it takes a while. Yesterday, and I wrote about this on my blog at JimmyDupree.com, the Democrats thought they had set a trap for the Republicans because they had uh, they had put out a couple of amendments, what we call non-binding sense of the Senate amendments. It, it doesn't it has no force of law, but it just expresses an opinion more than anything else. And what the Democratic amendment said w- was that climate change is real and it is not a hoax. And, of course, that was pointed at not only Senator Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma, who's been one of the biggest uh, critics of the idea of uh, man-made global warming, but also just at a lot of other Republicans. What uh, Democrats wanted to do was put Republicans 
Republicans on the record about climate change, even though the Democrats have talked a lot about global warming, climate change, and doing something about it, you know, they've never voted on anything in the last eight years over there when the Democrats controlled the Senate. They never brought up any legislation. The House passed that cap-and-trade bill back in 2009, but it never saw the light of day on the Senate floor because they didn't have the votes. Right. So they set this trap. And at the last minute, Senator Inhofe said, yeah, I'll vote for that because it doesn't say anything about it being caused by mankind and climate changes all the time. Just look at the historical records. And all but one Republican voted for it. It was 98 to 1. Uh, Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi was the only one who voted no. And so Democrats thought it was one of those gotcha kind of moments. They thought they had the GOP, and then the GOP slipped out of their grasp. Now, so let, let me make sure I understand. They were voting. What what was it that they were voting Just for? Just a non-binding amendment called right. a sense of the Senate amendment right. that said climate change is real and it's not a hoax. Yeah. So they wanted to put the Republicans on the record on that, and they were hoping that a number of them would vote against it. So then they could say, see, you know, these people are crazy. They don't even think global warming is real, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was sort of like setting up 30-second ads against them. Yeah. But in the end, uh, the Republicans just voted for it, and they went forward. And, you know, at this point in time, I think I totaled it up today. I think we've already had nine or ten amendments voted on in the Senate so far this month. We only had 16 all of last year. Yes. So the the change is there in terms of how the Republicans are running the Senate. It's just the one thing is it takes a long time to get stuff done. Yeah. And uh, think about it. Uh, you, you ask what's the, the, what bills are going to be next. After the Senate finally gets done with the Keystone bill, I assume they're going to move next to that immigration funding bill, which the House already passed with the restrictions on the, uh, the Obama executive actions, and then we'll have to decide what they're going to do with that measure. Right now, it doesn't look like that can get through the Senate because of a Democratic filibuster. Well, McConnell said, look, we're going to do it the way we're supposed to. You can offer amendments. They can get voted up or down. Yep. And uh, at it least means you got to work uh, more than two yep. and a half days a week. Exactly, which is exactly what they're trying to do. And yeah, so, and I, uh, listen, the the Senate of when I started up here working, and uh, even through the '90s and into the early 2000s, used to be Tuesday and especially Wednesday and Thursday nights. They worked late. They used to have a dinner break. Uh, they'd keep debating. Everybody could go get a bite to eat, and then you'd have more votes at eight, nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. We haven't done that in a number of years, and so we'll see if the Senate's really ready to get back to work. The House Budget Committee is going to get started on stuff today. Any uh, uh, initial rumors or leaks about what their priorities are going to be? Not yet. Uh, Congressman uh, Tom Price of Georgia, who you know is the yeah. new chairman of the Budget Committee, they'll hold their first official hearing next Tuesday with the head of the Congressional Budget Office as the CBO is going to release its new uh, budget outlook next week that'll give us a lot of facts and figures for legislative nerds like me to go through and dig out all kinds of stories. Nothing today other than just the organi- uh, it's organizational work of setting up the committees, agreeing to rules, and more. But, you know, they the Republicans look... We talk about what's next after State of the Union. You know, the budget of the president will be delivered up here on Monday, February 2nd, the day after the Super Bowl. And really, the Republicans got to get themselves going as to what exactly they want to do with the budget. First, they got to pass that overarching uh, parameters, the, uh, the, the outline of the budget, the budget resolution, and then get down to the individual spending bills. And, you know, not only will we find out what the president foresees in terms of the deficit, but Republicans will have to lay out their plans as well. And if they're having problems with immigration legislation, abortion legislation, border security, you and I both know trying to get everybody on board on a budget 
uh, that's not the easiest thing to do either. No. One very critical question, Jamie. What do you think about deflate gate? <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I, I have to say that uh, what I like about Belichick is whether you think he's giving you the straight answer or not, he just simply says, yeah, I don't know anything else about that. Right. Uh, that's all I know. And I often think that that's the way that people and politicians need to act more often, is to say, no, I didn't do that. Next question. Instead of giving long, sort of drawn-out answers, just stick to the basics, be very direct, and you know, you know, public opinion might actually follow you. Well, what happens with politicians sometimes is when the media doesn't get the answer that they're looking for, they're going to just make it up and say it is uh, rumored or it is conjectured or they always add in all of this other stuff. That to darn to media. Constantly keep them on the defensive. I remember there was a cameraman for ABC <laughs> back in uh, the 90s who uh, made a t-shirt and we all bought it and said it in, in uh, huge letters on the front, life in news, and on the back it said, blame it on the media. <laughs> See you later. I wouldn't Herman. blame you, Jamie. That's right, buddy. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Hear Herman Cain anytime on demand at HermanCain.com. Share the experience with friends and tell them to click on Cain 24-7. Herding cats. How appropriate. Mm, mm, mm.